What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? This is Austin Cunningham and Justin Treese of Talking Football. The week two of the NFL season has officially come to an end at this point. Some very boring games, but yet some very electric games. Before we get into anything, though, I want to see how Treese is doing instead of doing a full recap and then going, all right, Treese, welcome back. So how was your weekend, man? Another game of Utah, right? Another Utah tailgate? Yep, went 31 nothing against the uh, very dangerous Idaho State. You know, you know how that is. So, yeah. uh, but hey, ranked number 10 in the nation now. We got USC Friday night, and then we got Washington State the following week. If Washington State wins this week and Utah wins this weekend, I think we're going to have college game day uh, in Salt Lake City. Hey, that's going to be exciting right there. A quick question for you. So you, you've been a season ticket holder for the last three years, correct? Four. Four. Are you locked in on the pricing or do the prices increase every year for you with the team, you know, with the hype going into the new season? Locked in. Awesome. So you guys are pretty set then. Like you guys are, this is prime time to be a Utes fan. For sure. Absolutely. Awesome. That's cool to hear, dude. So my weekend, nothing really too exciting. I sat on my ass all day Sunday. Um, I was talking to my dad and he's like, hey, how many steps are you at? Because we're on this activity challenge. And he's like, man, I only hit 5,000 this morning, you know, took took my brother to swim practice, did all this stuff. I looked down at my watch. It was about 1030. I said, hey, do you want to hear something sad? And he's like, what is it? I was like, I don't even have a thousand. <laughs> I was sitting on my ass all day. I think I hit maybe 4,000 steps for the entire day because I watched football, like I said, the entire day. It was a wonderful Sunday. I didn't nap, but I was super tired at the end of it. A full day of football was a lot of fun, but like I said when we started, there was a lot of like boring games, but then at the same time, there was a lot of electrifying ones, and Sunday night ended that way perfectly. Patrice, what game do you want to start off with to kind of recap week two? We don't have to hit every single game, but you know the major storylines for sure. Yeah, I mean, I say let's hit every game. If there's just one little storyline, that's fine. So let's just start from Thursday night game. Um, wow, that was a snooze fest. That game yeah. was really boring. I'm not one of those people that says, like, get rid of Thursday night games, blah, 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 blah. Like, I watch it. So I'm good. Like, I, I get that it's not as good of quality, but, like, I watch it. So I'm not going to complain there. But it was it was boring. Uh, Tampa Bay really shut down Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I'm going to toot my own horn here and say I've been calling that Cam Newton was done all offseason. And that dude looks done. He can't throw anything. Like, I know he ended up putting up the yards, but he missed so many open guys. He he just looks like... Like, the dude's really into fashion. I really think he should retire and get into that. I think he'd be very successful at it. And that's what I was going to say. I think he's going to be another one of these superstars that we see retire early. Similar to kind of Andrew Luck. I mean, he's... He's at a point where he's beat up. I mean, this dude has been hit over and over and over, sacked over and over and over. And a lot of these hits are due to his play style, and then the ref's not giving into the flags because they're like, hey, you're 6'5", 230-plus. You welcome these hits. I mean, we can't call them if you're the one welcoming them on. So there's why he's taking so many shots. But you make a very good point about getting into the fashion industry because what he wore the other night, 
I mean, what was this? Grandma showing up to Thanksgiving or going to church on Sunday? Jesus Christ. Who who I, I don't I don't get some of these style choices where they go, you know what? That's a good idea. I'm gonna wear my hair like this and I'm gonna put this on top of it and I'm gonna have my hair showing out like fucking spikes, like I'm trying to be a damn dinosaur. Bro, it just looked awful. Not an outfit that I would ever wear. I really don't know why he wore it, but it's something in the fashion industry. I don't know if he ever wears it again. But back to the game. Boring. I like the way you phrased it too, snooze fest. I rewatched it when I came home from work today before we hopped on the pod. Yikes, dude. So many missed throws. And when he does throw, it lo- it seems like he has to put everything into it. Like he's got to like jerk his body, but his throwing motion itself is clean. It's just it's like his wind up for it, and it it that's probably what's hurting him because it looks like everything comes from his shoulder. And then for the Buccaneers, they have a running back. They do. I mean, it, it was shocking though because Barber was a non-factor week one. It was all Jones. It was all Ronald Jones, and now week two, it's vice versa. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, Peyton, he, I don't know if he honestly had any negative runs. Like, he would get to the line of scrimmage and it would be it. But then there were other times where, I mean, he ran hard. And Ronald Jones looked a lot bigger than I thought. I didn't think he was as big as running back as what he appeared on TV. I don't know if he's put on weight. That's he something on, I definitely need to look into. He put on 20 pounds in the offseason. It's noticeable. And it looked good. I mean, it looked like a good 20 pounds. I mean, that boy looked thick. So good for him. The Buccaneers, they are an offensive line and a quarterback away from being competitive in that division because their defensive line got to Cam Newton several times. I mean, about every throw, that dude was getting hit hard. So that's, that's where we're at on that game. Let's go ahead and head to our next one, the 49ers and Bengals. 49ers just tore the Bengals apart, man. But Andy Dalton... And John Hill or John Ross, excuse me, had another two performances that were pretty impressive. So the Bengals, man, Kyle Shanahan just went to town on him. He just schemed him apart, just sliced the turkey all over the place. That's exactly what the Bengals were. I didn't really watch too much of this game. So, Trace, if you did, let's hear more from you. Uh, Niners defense looked awesome. They really did. They slowed them down. They they had some passing yards, obviously, with over 300 from Dalton. But, I mean, once they got into that, uh, their side of the field, they really slowed them down. So a, a real bend, or bend but don't break defense. Uh, Jimmy G, career, uh, career game, basically. Most passing yards he's ever had in a game, 297. Or, wait, sorry, not passing yards, passing touchdowns, I apologize, with three. And then he had 297 passing yards. So, solid game from him. Uh, Matt Breida was running all over the place. He had he was averaging like 10 yards a carry. Yeah. And <laughs> I would like to see more from Garoppolo playing another team that's not the worst defense in the league. I mean, their defense might be worse than the than the Dolphins, honestly. It's that bad. Yeah. Um, our next game here, another snooze fest, the Chargers and the Lions. It did go down to the wire, but holy shit, do I need to take back what I said about Matthew Stafford being potentially a top 10 quarterback. That dude did not look good. There were some throws that he made. I was just kind of sitting here like, what's going on? Like, what happened? And then the Chargers, I feel like they got screwed in the pooch, dude. They had back-to-back screenplays that went for touchdowns called back due to penalty. One was a a sloppy block-in-the-back call, 
because, you know, it's one of those plays where the guy's getting blocked out of the screen and then he turns his back and then the offensive lineman or tight end or whoever was blocking him just gave like a little extra shove to kind of honestly just get out of the way so he didn't like just plow into him again. And the refs threw the flag and they get touchdown got back. But Eckler looked solid again. Um, I think I tweeted this on our account or my personal account, either one. Melvin Gordon is maybe happy for Eckler, but at the same time he's got to go, I'm not, I'm not coming back. There's no way that they're going to have me and pay me this much money. And then the question that we've continued to have, where does he land then? It's a solid question. I really don't know because it was funny because what we always said was, why why isn't Tampa Bay calling the Chargers? But you just said now they got a running back. So um, I know a team that might be might be looking for one, but um, I mean, not really, though. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But um, that's really about it. Anything else you want to talk about this game? This is the one I... You guys probably noticed I didn't say anything about this. This is the one game I have yet to watch a single play on. Uh, I was supposed to do it today during lunch. Didn't. I'll do it tomorrow. But out of all the games, this is the only one I didn't watch. Sweet. So let's just go ahead and enter our next one. The Vikings versus the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is on a tear this year. And I don't recall. Let me take a quick look. Do I have him as potential MVP of the league? Or did I stick? I do. Look at, look at me. Look at me go. I tried telling y'all. Yep. I fucking tried telling y'all. Um, another thing I tried telling y'all, we'll get into this one later. The other second thing I tried telling everyone, it happened, but it was a beautiful thing. I don't even know if you know what I'm talking about. I know Back exactly what you're talking Wait, you know, one second. I was just going to talk about it because I believe I said, hey, he always has two or three big games. And you said, yeah, and this is going to be one of them, right? Because I was pointing, hinting at that, and I think we were on the same page there. But you're right. Let's get, let's get to it. We'll, okay. We'll All wait. Right. We'll, we'll take we'll, dual credit for it. We'll take dual credit. I appreciate it. I'm fine with that. Uh, so the Vikings defense got torn up. Um, Aaron Jones ran all over them. Um, how they still think that Jamal Williams is good, the Packers, I don't know. I, I don't understand how he gets any, like, more than, like, 10, like, plays a game. Like, just to give Aaron Jones, like, a break. Like, it's that, that honestly might be it. The old Patriots specialty. You're not going to see Sony Michelle until – the AFC Championship game in the Super Bowl when he just runs everyone over because he hasn't been hit all year. Yeah, because Aaron, he looked good. Averaging like 5.3 yards per carry yesterday, and he had 20, 20 carries. It's fucking impressive. You he's a good he ran hard, too, after the catch. Sorry to interrupt you there. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, they found ways to – and we knew it, right? Like, give him, give this team 10 extra days. They're going to find ways to scheme their receivers open. Devontae Adams was open every time. Every play I watched, I was just like, well, he's open. He's open. And Aaron Rodgers found him every single time. Vikings. Um, Dalvin Cook, really fucking good when healthy. Uh, still worried that over time that might not be the case because he has now has a history of two years being injured. I do think the second year that hamstring was because he was trying to like make up for having an ACL. So I could see that. Um, I don't even know. Do we even get into cousins, man? Like he, Oh man. The thing is he had a couple good throws. Like, I mean that throw that he had to digs. Holy shit. He had one to Thielen, but there was a weak ass offensive passing or offensive interference, pass interference there in the end zone. Yeah, by Thielen. I mean, Dude, this year, have you noticed? So, like, I've always, I used to always complain, like, there's never any offensive pass interference. And now it's turned into you guys went, like, from one side all the way to the other. Like, why couldn't yeah. you, like, 
just meet in the middle. Like you are getting ticky tack calls at this point. Because they don't want like the, they don't want that many challenges. So I guarantee you they're going, hey, just call it and we'll review it. And then we can just learn week in and week out. If it gets challenged, it gets challenged. But let's find, you know, the median line that everyone's fine with. Um, I am getting tired of the challenges, though. That's it just slows the game down. And you really there's so many you don't know. It's like the same thing with the sacking the quarterback and roughing the passer. It's one of those calls where it's going to go either way, and it's a huge momentum swing in the middle of a game. And yep. it's it, between the offensive pass interference, like you just mentioned, and defensive holding. Maybe I hate it because it happens on the Chiefs like every fucking game and every big third down. There's a holding call, and I just hate it. But it's getting to a point where there's no physicality on the outside. You know what I mean? There's yep. no earning the catch. There's no earning the interception. There's no earning the separation it's i'm just gonna break by you with speed and you can't stop me so you better know what my steps are gonna be or you're toast so that's kind of my frustration there um i'm gonna let you roll into the next game jaguars and texans (laughs) all right so gardner Minshew. um Looked scared the first half, and I shouldn't say scared. The play calling looked scared in the first half. He was very, they would not let him force things down the field, but also I don't think he was really looking to force things down the field. A lot of third down and tens, and you're throwing like three-yard out routes and stuff like that. Um, I felt like that really slowed them down in the first half, hence why they were down six to three. Um Defense defense adjusted nicely from week one, and they're still Jacksonville's defense right now. Like they are legit. Um, we'll get into the Ramsey thing later. I'm going to make all of you guys listen to this entire episode. Um, maybe I'll squeeze it in in between one of the games, so I make sure you guys listen to the whole thing. But who knows? Just listen and find out. Um, but for, yeah, but for the game. Ramsey played excellent. So when he was man-to-man against Hopkins, Hopkins had four catches for 27 yards. That's unbelievable. And Ramsey's been wanting to play more man-to-man for two years now, and they're starting to, they started doing it, and they went away from it. That's why you saw the big altercation on the sidelines is because they went away from it, and the moment they went away from it, Hopkins had back-to-back catches for first downs two times. And you can't be successful like that. You got you got guys that can play man to man against guys, except for the Chiefs because they're just too fast. Like, but for everybody else, you can do it. So why not stick with it? Um, fourth quarter, Minshew starts forcing it down the field, having awesome plays. There was a garbage offensive pass interference call on uh, D.D. Westbrook that I thought was going to cost the Jags the game. It was so bad. Um. If you think that a 160-pound wide receiver can push a dude, like, five yards while running, like, you're out of your mind, Rex. Like, you're out of your mind. Um, that fourth-quarter drive was unbelievable. Like, d- down by a touchdown, you had just come off a fumble that got them to the – for a first – or for a touchdown, sorry. Um, drive it down, score, and then let's talk about the two-point conversion. All for it. Go for it. You got this rookie quarterback. I mean, you're on, on the road. 30 seconds left. That team doesn't have any timeouts left. So, like, let's go. Let's get it. Like, it was just a 12-play drive, I think. Like, the defense is tired. 
why would you give it to Leonard Fournette there? He's averaged two yards per carry all game long. All game. And Minshew just carved up your team. In the red zone, too. Like, he was right. Like, the threat of him running it, because he had two first downs in the red zone. And with throwing it. You have Conley that's hot. You have DJ Chark that's hot. You have D.D. Westbrook that's just amazing at in get, finding holes. I just don't get it. I hate it. I I hate the play call where you have three wide receivers on the left and nobody on the right. You're showing your hand that you're going to the left. You literally just cut the field in half. Like you just made it as easy. Like you made it as easy as possible for the defense to stop that play. Um, I hate it. Love going for it. Fournette sucks. Getting back to my point to a team that might want a running back, might need a running back. Uh, Melvin Gordon to the Jags can work because uh, Fournette sucks. He's really bad. Wow. Well, I'm really shocked to hear that from you. Oh, I don't have much to say after that in regards to Fournette. Um, holy shit. Okay. Um, wow. So that makes that trade for Ram- Well, I guess we'll get into this later, but I guess that makes that trade for Ramsey all right because you can just swap those picks to go get Melvin Gordon. And you essentially just go, all right, we lost the DB, but now we've got a running back. But then do you keep Fournette? Here's the deal. And no, this isn't what I'm saying. I'm just throwing shit out there. Give me, give me Hayward. Give me Gordon. Give me a draft pick. You guys can have Ramsey and Fournette. Oh, holy shit. Wow. Oh, wow. We need to talk about this later. We'll talk about it later. That, that, I don't really want that. I don't want that. But I'm just saying, if you got a stud corner and you got a stud running back and you get a high draft pick in return, that's kind of the best case scenario you could get for Ramsey. Yeah. I don't want that. I'm just, I want that to be on record. I want them to keep Jalen Ramsey the best corner in the NFL. So you're saying that trade with the Chargers? Yeah. Ramsey for Gordon. No, I'm saying Hayward, Ram- Hayward, Gordon, and a draft pick for Fournette and Ramsey. Wow. We'll watch it fucking happen, too. We'll just watch it happen. I, I don't... One, I don't think... I just don't... Let's not get into it. I, I want to wait until the end. I want to wait until... Okay, I got, no worries. I talk about but you're right. That two-point conversion play call was stupid. I also think that's why they started so slow to begin the game was because they wanted to get Fournette rolling. But it felt like they were trying to force the ball to him. Like they were forcing Minshew's hand to go get the ball to Fournette and let's get him rolling. When in reality, it's the Texans don't have a good secondary, tear him apart. And they didn't figure that out to the end of the game. Exactly. So between that and the altercation with Ramsey on the sideline with Doug Marone, um, I, I can only imagine what you're thinking during that. I'm sorry that I tweeted you there at the very end of the game. As soon as I tweeted, I was like, ah, I shouldn't have done that because I don't want to take his attention away from this. But you responded as a good sport. I was sorry what happened and took place because it was silly. But now we're going to move on to our next game that was even sillier. The Indianapolis Colts versus the Tennessee Titans. And holy shit, what a shit fest. Yeah. I mean, just back and forth of absolute dog shit. Yeah. I it was mean, a very- Adam Vinatieri missing field goals. It really pissed me off on how fast Colts fans have just turned on two of their top fucking well-known players in less than a month. Yep. 
Like, I will never, ever look at the Colts fans the same and go, wow, these guys are really good fans. Because what happens when, you know, you're not successful for the next couple of years because Andrew Luck's gone and now you're struggling to find a kicker? I mean, it's a hard thing to find. These extra point field goals are not easy to do. And the dude's in, what, 46, 47 years old? Lay the fuck off. Yeah. Like, it's the second game of the year. I understand he's, he's been done. one of the it's most consistent. Huh? Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. He's been one of the most consistent kickers. He leads the NFL in points scored and has continued to add to that. He misses two field three field goals in a, in the first two weeks, multiple I think more than three. And then you flip on him that fast. I see people tweeting just to release him that he needs to retire. And luckily Frank Wright comes out today and goes, Hey, this is our kicker. I mean, we still believe in him. He's a leader on this team. But I do feel like Adam Vinatieri was heading into the day going, I might retire. Because he I've heard stories from Pat McAfee that if he would miss a pra- if he would miss a kick in practice, you better not talk to him the rest of the day because he's just got that mindset. So I guarantee you he's harder on himself than any other fan. But why as a fan are you just piling onto that? You won the game. And you're playing the Titans who played just as sloppy. I, I just didn't get it. And the Titans, their play calling was atrocious going down the field at the end of the game. It's ultimately what lost it for him. But let's hear your thoughts. I'm just annoyed at Colts fans right now. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I mean, the th- the things that he's done for their team, and they're already turning on him after a couple of poor games, like, get over it. Like you're like you said, you're you won. You're one and one. You're tied for the lead division the lead with of the division after two weeks, and you're one and one. So I don't I don't understand what you're complaining about. Um Titans, yeah, they look sloppy. And um God, Thursday night, man. I can't be a shit fest. It really is. <laughs> if we, if everybody thought that thir- that last Thursday was boring, just wait until this Thursday. Like, there's going to be no points scored. It's going to be all defense with the Titans and Jags. Like, it's going to be very, very ugly for fans that aren't fans of these two teams. Um, let's move on to the next one. I think that's well, enough. Before before we do the fucking commercial, the Thursday night football commercial between those two, I probably saw. 50 fucking times yesterday. I'm not exaggerating. 50 freaking times. I heard the damn back-to-back on the lady standing in front of a trophy case and the fucker walking on a damn treadmill in a living room with a glass wall behind him. Who does that? Nobody. Like, I just thought it was so stupid, and I'm tired of hearing it. And if you're going to set up Thursday night games, make them interesting or don't fucking have them because doubleheaders on Monday night are a lot freaking cooler than Thursday night games when players are hurt and tired and beat up and you have to rush a game plan together because you're not ready. That's unfair. And I think after the next CBA talks, it's going to be gone. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to be honest. I'm not, I'm not for double Monday night games. I'm not. I, I did not enjoy it as much as everybody else enjoyed it. I think if the games weren't that intense, nobody else would have liked them either. We would have been hearing a different story. We, we just had two very good games for the opener. Why didn't you like it, though? I'm still at work like I'm st- I miss I miss more than half of the first game and then I come home watch some of it and then the second game even for me that's mountain time I get super late by the time the second game ends it just I felt like I only watched one game anyways but it was half of one game and half of another game yeah that's fair that's fair all right next one uh, dolphins Oh boy. Um, 
You guys should just play Rosen at this point. I was, I think I'm in the, I think I might be one of the only people that thought playing uh, Fitzpatrick was a good idea to start the season. Um, but I, it's time now. Like you, you fucking have gotten blown the fuck out two weeks in a row. Uh, just play him. Like, why not? What, what do you have to lose? Nothing. Because you have nothing. You're trading all of your good players. I just saw a report 10 minutes ago that says the Minka Fitzpatrick tra- trade will happen by lunchtime tomorrow. Yeah, which is crazy. And I think they did play Rosen at the end of the game. Um, yeah, I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I saw a picture of him just getting absolutely creamed in the backfield. Um, the Dolphins look horrendous, dude. They have no motivation. They look like they don't even want to be there. Their jerseys looked sick, though. I'll tell you that. The players looked swagged out down in Florida. But, boy, they are not playing like it. You can look cool, but, man, you are not playing cool. And the Patriots just came to town and went off. That ABTB connection, Tom Brady and Antonio Brown, if that gets rolling, look out. There were a couple missed throws, a couple missed connections just on what way the, or what place the ball needs to be thrown and where AB needs to be looking and win. But another thing, Josh Gordon really wasn't that apparent this game which was kind of surprising for me um apparently it doesn't matter when you win that big we'll just move on from it this next game bills I got versus- one more thing. sorry oh. i got one more thing um they threw a, he threw a pass to ab tom brady did and it was a um kind of a bad pass and even though ab beat him on on the fade route and did you i don't know if you saw that but ab like put his hands up like yes and then immediately was like, oh, fuck, I can't do that here. And then he like just jogged back. Like, I, I think it flicked in his head immediately. Like, I can't act like this here or I will be on the bench. I did see that. Was that the pass to the, on the right side? Yep. yep. Where uh, Tom Brady threw it behind for like a back shoulder, expecting him to turn around. And AB was expecting it in front of him on the back end of the end zone. Yeah. And, and Eric Rowe was the one yes. right behind him. Yep. Yep, yes, same I know because I saw that same thing and I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> that was a quick can't do that." <laughs> Good eye there. Hey, look at that. Ooh, bingo, nope. love it. Uh, so moving to our next game, Bills versus the Giants. The Bills two and zero against the other teams in New York, looking pretty good. Josh Allen's looking good. Um, I didn't watch too much of this game, but Saquon showed out early. I mean, it was, I think, 30 seconds into the game, and he had a huge, like, 30-yard rushing touchdown. Maybe it was, like, 25 or something. But still, wow. Saquon is going to Saquon this year. But the Giants have no offense. And I hear a lot of people going, just play Daniel Jones, just play Daniel Jones. I think where the Giants are at right now is going, hey, let's just get to week five. Let's see where we're at. Because, I mean, like I said before the season officially started in our week one episode, week five is about where you're really going to see where the NFL is lined up. Because right now you have teams that are 0-2 that probably should not be 0-2. You have teams that are 1-1 that are still figuring things out. And you have teams that are 0-2 that are about to just flip a switch and go on like a five- or six-game winning streak and completely change the mindset of what they were, everyone's mindset on where they were so far this year. So that's how quick the NFL can change. And I think that's where the Giants are going, hey, we really don't have a defense. Janoris Jenkins said something at the end of the game where it's like, hey, we're not getting any pass rush. I can't cover nobody for 10 seconds. That automatically made me think, okay, he's traded by the end of the week because he's talking shit and he almost got traded last year. So I tweeted, the Chiefs are going to have him by the end of the week. And then here comes the Jalen Ramsey news. And I'm going, oh, fuck, let's get both of them. (laughs) Fuck the draft next year. We're going to have top 32 pick. Or we're going to have the 32 pick at every round. 
Fuck them. Let's just go get them. So that's what I would like as a Chiefs fan. I don't really care about the draft anymore because you're set for the next couple years. You have, I think, about everyone signed and who sucks, young signed. Brett Veach is good enough to find free agents, bring them in. Don't mean to make this about the Chiefs right now. Going back to the Bills, I heard the commentators go, hey, this might be one of the surprisingly one of the best defenses in the league. And I go, huh, we've been saying that all fucking offseason, haven't we? Yes, we have. It's been obvious that they were going to be one of the best fucking defenses in the league. We've been saying that they were going to be threatening the Patriots and the AFC East or playoffs. And guess what? Everybody else started to jump on that big, oh, we, we've been saying that. We've been saying that. No, fuck all of you. You haven't been. We have been. And that's it. I'm fired up tonight. Fuck. <laughs> Austin's choking, so I'll take over the next one. Um, <laughs> Steelers versus the Seahawks. Uh, this game was uh, a mess. Uh, Big Ben leaving early, out for the season, came out today, elbow injury. Um, the offense just couldn't get really going. Seahawks, they weren't really that impressive either, even against the Steelers' defense that got like just destroyed by the Patriots. Uh I legit, I mean, we both kind of thought the Seahawks were going to be better because of the clowny stuff. I just, but the thing is, they always win those weird, the weird close games or like sloppy games. The Seahawks always win them. They always do. Um, but they're just not as good as what we thought. And I mean, hindsight, I now wish I was debating out of them or the Packers for that six seed. Yeah, I wish I picked the Packers over the Seahawks there. But <laughs> hey, I mean, you do what you can. But, um, Metcalf, he looked good. Metcalf made some good plays. So good on him. Uh, Penny made some plays. Yes. There's um, a cold cut Carson, for you, by the way, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That, that is a good one. Um, and then Carson was more the grinder this time, which I like to see. Like, that he can just be the dude that doesn't have to bust off a big one. Like, he can just be the dude that's like, let me just average four yards per carry and just, like, just eat you alive. Just so, you, like, you have no, you know you can't stop me type thing. So, that's kind of my input on that game. I think, I mean, you hit everything for this for the Seahawks for sure. Um, I can see them being the team that lands Minka Fitzpatrick. I think this is where he eventually lands. They definitely need safety help. You get a pass rush in Clowney, and then you have backside help with Minka. You also have that slot corner. You're already set with your other corners. I believe it's what, Coleman and Griffin? Is that who their corners are? Or they lost Coleman to, um, to the Lions, right? Yeah. Okay, so Griffin, I know they have another corner that's pretty good. Excuse me for not remembering his name. But you put those guys on the field with Bobby Wagner, wow, the Legion of Boom, the great value version of it is there for Seattle. And like you said, Metcalf looked pretty good, not running any in or out routes. A lot of them were just straight lined, catching the ball on tough contested plays. But that's really all you need when Russell Wilson's your quarterback. Get down the field and catch it. Um, the only thing about the, the Steelers is Mason Rudolph might be the future because Big Ben going down with an elbow syndrome out for the year. When Mason Rudolph came in, it was kind of like that offense got another spark going. Um, that's when Juju had those big cuts, big catch down the end of the game. Excuse me. That's when Juju had that big catch at the end of the game. And down the field, you kind of saw him come alive a little bit. So I think the Steelers will be fine, but that might be the end of Big Ben. And that kind of sucks to see this is the way it goes out. Yeah. And also, we got breaking news here. Uh-oh. Minka Fitzpatrick has been traded. To where? 
the Pittsburgh Steelers. Get out of here. For a 2020, yep, 2020 first-round pick, Steelers have traded for Minka Fitzpatrick 37 seconds ago by Adam Schefter. How did you get that so fast? Um, you have his tweets on alert? No, I was looking at Twitter as you were talking. Son of oh, all right. I was looking for a stat for the next game, <laughs> and it just popped up. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So, Oh, damn. Yeah, man. Yeah, that, sure enough. That's crazy to me. That makes no – like, th- this is the thing, though. It's not making any sense, the guys that they're trading and what they're tra- trading them for. I don't get it. Like, what What could you want more? Like, you're trading a star left tackle, a star defensive back for first-round picks. You're going to be just hoping to get a player like that. I, I obviously get that they're probably just going to be like, hey, we're going to just load up and just try to trade these first-rounders for, like, a quarterback. Like, I get that. But you're going to have the first overall pick anyways. So, like, you're not going to have to trade those picks. And so you're going to just be hoping to get good quality players like this that you're trading. So I think I think if I'm the Dolphins and I have Brian Flores as my coach, I'm not going for a quarterback. You have Josh Rosen. Let him play this year and see what happens. He's garbage. He's on a garbage team. Of course he's going to be garbage. I understand that, but at some point it's going to take its toll on him and he's not going to be able to recover. So let that let that happen next season. I mean, you're in a rebuilding phase. Don't bring in a new quarterback and allow him to suck and go shit. Now we have a shitty quarterback that we just drafted when we could have gotten other talent. Go do what the Raiders did. Get premier leadership type players that play defense and can make a difference and then get an offensive lineman and get a receiver. This next class is loaded with them. Yeah. That's kind of where you're struggling. You lost Kenny Stills. Albert Wilson's not the guy. Parker's definitely not the guy. You have a decent tight end in Gusecki, who I think is still going to have a decent year because Josh Rosen isn't going to have anyone else to fucking throw to by the end of it. So he's going to be getting all the yards, and I think he's big enough to break a couple tackles. But you need someone on the defensive side of the ball because you just lost one of the premier freaking safeties in the league. Yeah, I just—they're definitely the number one pick. But wow, I completely agree. If you if you don't hit on these, you're fucked. Yeah, exactly. All right, okay. Uh, Cowboys, Redskins. Dak had another impressive day. That Kellen Moore offense is looking pretty solid. He started off slow. I wasn't too impressed. But, man, as the game got going and he got more of a rhythm, those deep, that deep shot that he had was on the freaking money. I mean, just bloop. Like, that's all you heard. It just dropped in there perfectly. Totally. Water drop. He's, he is very, very good right now. Uh, Kellen Moore is going to be getting head coaching offers after one year. It's going to be unbelievable. Um, Redskins, I think it's time to bring in Haskins. Yeah. I think it is. I mean, maybe another game or two. Sure. Why not? Like, that's the case. Uh, Keenum special. You play four or five weeks and yeah, then you're done. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But like, bring him in. Like, uh, Terry's doing great. The rookie wide receiver. So like, let him just now get this rhythm with the quarterback of the future and his ex teammate. Well, I mean, they're already teammates again, but ex college teammate. So, I think I think it's time. Maybe maybe this week you play um, what's his name one more time, Keenum one more time. Yeah, that's it. Uh, that's really bad. Um, actually, Montez Sweat had a good game here though. He did. He was making plays every time I watched that game. So uh, they, I think they got something there. 
Good for them. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, next game, Cardinals and Ravens. Um, let me just – before you go on your tyrant of who – Kyler Murray looked okay. He didn't look very impressive. But that relationship between him and Christian Kirk – that's gonna be that's gonna be a relationship to watch. That's gonna be a duo to keep an eye on. Um, they had a couple big plays. I think one got called back due to a penalty. But Murray looked a little bit more comfortable in the pocket too. He wasn't taking. It looks like his drops weren't as far back. He was seeing the field better. He looked more comfortable. But there's some throws that he's. It's when those big hits are coming. Excuse me for pausing so much there at the end. He sees a hit coming, and he he locks up for a second. And that's the thing that, you know, we kind of seen a little bit, not necessarily in Oklahoma, but kind of coming out was there's some times where he sees a hit coming, and he's just going to let it go because he knows the guy's wide open. He's going to put it out there. But there's other times where it's like there's a coverage. Do I? And then it's like, okay, there's a big defense lineman coming at me. I just have to get rid of the ball, and he throws it. And so we kind of saw that yesterday, but he was successful with it enough to where He's getting that confidence in him, and that's good, especially against that Ravens defense. Now, for the Ravens offense, Lamar Jackson's a pocket-passing quarterback. Um, I've been saying that all offseason. Um, I've come on here and said, hey, this is the guy of the future for Baltimore. They're going to win the division. Um, he's the guy. He's not a running back. He's not a running quarterback. I mean, this guy has a premier talent of passing the ball, and we saw it at Louisville. Um, that's why he won the Heisman. As what, a sophomore? I mean, just Jesus Christ. This guy is the man, and I can't believe anyone was sitting here going, not not a quarterback. I can't believe it either. I mean, what kind of idiot would okay. be on that side of the Just fence? a real jackass. <laughs> um, I'm glad that you're finally uh, coming over to this side, though. I, I really do. You got... Let's, let's, let's touch the brakes a bit. Okay. I'm not fully there. Okay, he's played the Cardinals and he's played the Dolphins. Zero pass rush has been present. There's been really no stunts. There's really not been any premier talent to kind of throw him off the game. And I'm not saying the Chiefs have premier talent, but they have enough to make a difference. They have Chris Jones coming up the middle. They have Frank Clark on the other side. Tano Passanio has also stepped up. I honestly expect him to have at least two sacks next week. Let's go ahead and write that down. K Pass, good luck spelling his name. Passano. It starts with a K. It doesn't make sense, but it is what it is. Then Okafor has looked decently impressive for the Chiefs. Next week is going to be a real test on how he is as a pocket passing quarterback. Is he going to stay there and take in the pressure, or is he going to escape and then one of the stunts or DBs that are blitzing from Spagnuolo's defense going to make a difference. And I'll save this for our preview, but that's that's going to be my final test on if I can go Lamar Jackson as a premier NFL quarterback. But like I said before, I've been on it all offseason that he is a quarterback in this league and that he will do okay. You're exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> like, like my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> like... Can you not give me credit for anything ever? <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh my god, I forgot we were dating. <laughs> it just kills you to admit that I was right, huh? <laughs> yeah, it does. I think it does kill you. No, um, you were right. You were right. He looks fucking good. Like, uh, and uh, sure, sure. It's it is the Cardinals 
and it is the Dolphins. But, like, we can't just keep saying that every time they play somebody, right? Like, at some point, it's got to be like, one, know what? He is what his stats are showing. Like, that's what it. That's what he is. And the thing um, I was the most impressed with is how confident he looked standing in the pocket. Yeah, like he does. Like, how smooth his passing was. Like, standing up on his feet, taking a step into the throw, zinging it to an open Mark Andrews along the sideline. It doesn't matter if he's open. He let him and caught it in stride and walked in for an easy touchdown. That's what you want to see out of a quarterback. Yeah, and we need to give some credit to Greg Roman, their offensive yes. coordinator. 100%. He is doing a fantastic job. This is this is um, Kaepernick, young in his career, all over again. Like he's just like Kaepernick needed some just good little like plays to get things open, have it make it a little bit simpler, and he's just doing a great job of just feeling comfortable and doing what he needs to do. I agree. Like, this next uh, game is going to be very, very intense because obviously they're playing the Chiefs, and I can't wait. Like, this game is going to be on my television the entire time. When I'm watching the four games, especially because the Jags play on Thursday night, like, I get to really focus in on every other game. Um, Big screen will be that Chiefs. Uh, Ravens game, and then the other three will be sw- swapping between other games. But man, um, it's crazy to me to think that like we could have like one of the best games or most hyped games of the season like already, and it's only week three between these two teams. And obviously, there's going to be games like the Patriots and the Chiefs and whatnot. But like this game's going to get a ton of hype. Oh, absolutely, and it's going to be exciting. Because Patrick Mahomes looked stellar last week. And now Lamar Jackson's looking pretty stellar. Like, it's going to be awesome to see everything take place. And the the fact that they're returning to Arrowhead. And I think there's going to be a surprise at Arrowhead that they're going to go to one of the retro fields. Because I'm not sure if you've seen me tweet or not. Or seen my tweet about it or not. But it looks pretty cool with the markings that they have. And if they go with the yellow end zones. Oh, my God. It's going to be beautiful. I cannot wait to see it. Um, Like you said, it's amazing to be having this type of a game that means this much and is this big this early into the year. But that's honestly going to be the Chiefs' entire schedule from here on out, honestly. Between playing, what, the Colts next. They've already played the Jaguars. You play the Patriots late in the year. The Chargers, both those matchups are going to be tough. And then the the Broncos and the Raiders. I mean, their entire schedule is going to be tough. But it's going to be awesome to see next week. What's our next game here, though? Is there anything else you want to say about the Cardinals and Ravens? Nope, we can move on. Okay. I think my laptop's good. <laughs> I just built an entire fucking glass of water on it. No big deal. It's part of it. Moving, moving on, if my computer just shits out, y'all know what happened. But our next game, Chiefs and Raiders. Shit, I should have just kept into it. That first quarter, um, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of sitting there like, shit. Um, the Raiders are pretty good without AB. And the Chiefs defense is not looking too hot. There was no pass rush. Derek Carr was getting the ball out quickly. The offense was not, was just stagnant. There was no run game. There was no run game the entire game. That was the issue. Like the offensive line for running, horrendous. They they could not get shit going. So I don't know if the Raiders were just on top of it or if the Chiefs offensive line is just that bad against the run or for the run. Because it was not good. But Patrick Mahomes, wow. Oh, wow. 
This is the game that I said Demarcus Robinson was going to have a breakout game. I tweeted it before the game. We discussed it in our preview show last Wednesday or last Thursday, excuse me. But damn, did he show out or, or what? Looking solid, was present. A couple, he had a real big deep shot that was called back because of a penalty. Uh, McCole Hardman looked good. He had a touchdown called back because of a penalty, which I'm glad that LaShawn McCoy in the center, Austin Ryder, decided to hold because Patrick Mahomes was about to die from Vontez Burfitt. Because he was coming in as a straight shot going, I'm ending this guy. And it he would have. I mean, I guarantee he would have. LaShawn McCoy said, not today, sir. I ducked my head and missed the block, but here's my left arm, and I'm just going to hook the shit out of you, and you ain't going to go. And that's what happened. But Patrick Mahomes was like back foot, 45 yards down the field. Tutty, call it back. I don't care. You just saw another highlight play. Here we go. The game as a whole, the defense made adjustments. I was very proud of it. I was proud of the way they looked. Their pass rush got there because I was starting to worry that there wasn't going to be one. There was not present week one, but it was this week. It was there enough at the end of a game to make a difference. Chris Jones has not done a lot to earn the attention of getting that massive contract, but he is doing enough to keep the recognition of, hey, I'm a, I'm a premier talent. And I deserve to be paid rightfully so. And I think he's going to be. I just don't know when, especially if they're in the market of trading for a corner like they are right now. So that's where I'm at with the Chiefs. The Raiders, honestly, their offense looked pretty good. I was talking to a buddy before the game. Um, he's a diehard Raiders fan. He always gives me shit during these games, and I don't know why, because the Chiefs have just obliterated the Raiders forever. And now they hold an ultimate winning record at the Coliseum in Oakland. For, for a lifetime now. That's never going to go away. Um, last play, the last game to ever be played on a dirt field in the NFL is the last joint baseball football uh, stadium. So that's cool the way the Chiefs ended there. But like I said, I was talking to a buddy before the game, and I said the Raiders are a good team, but they're young. They're fast, and they're good, and they're young. But they're going to make just enough mistakes to lose them a couple games, and that's how they're going to learn together. And that's kind of what this game was. They started off strong. They came in hot. And then a couple mental errors took place. A couple defensive penalties. A couple offensive mistakes. Josh Jacobs looked okay. He went down with an injury. I still haven't gotten an update on that. Have you happened to hear anything? Uh, I saw today that they don't think it's anything serious. But uh, they wouldn't be surprised if he didn't practice much this week. Got it. So that's pretty much it that I have on the Chiefs and Raiders. Both promising teams. The Chiefs looked hot in that second half or in the second quarter. No one scored in the second half, which was kind of disappointing. But overall, it was a good game. And now we're going to move to the Bears and Broncos, where it was a shit fest until about the last three minutes. Joe Flacco made a freaking throw to Sanders at the end. That was a great catch by Sanders as well. And then the Bears, I mean, they were just stagnant again during this game. They really were. So from our account, our Twitter account, I actually said that like he was looking better, more comfortable because they went back to back drives with getting field goals and they were moving him around in the pocket. And it was exactly what we wanted from him. Use his legs. And then they went away from it like completely. They had like two good drives where they were trying to get him out of the pocket and whatnot. And other than that, didn't. And Trubisky sucks when he's not when he has to try to be a pocket passer. Like he's really not good. Like he can't. He tries to aim throws rather than just being just pure like a pure passer, and it's just it's bad. I mean, it it almost in a sense is Blake Bortles. Like that was his issue. Like he always like tried to force things, and he like couldn't make the routine plays where you're just like, 
how are you missing this? Which so I feel bad for Allen Robbins and he left Jacksonville to get away from Blake Bortles just to come to the Bears to be with Mitchell. <laughs> so that's that rough. is tough. <laughs> yeah, that is tough. But um, man, they need to get and we said this last week. They need to get Allen Robinson the ball more. Like stop playing this three headed monster of running backs. Like you guys have got to figure something else out. Like the the swapping out of Mike Davis and Montgomery, it's just not working. It's really not so like you got to just go with, and I'm I'm gonna just say Montgomery just because he's the draft pick, even though you paid Davis. But like you got to just do that. You got to put Cohen more in the slot, um, and I just find ways to get him schemed open. Um, Taylor Gabriel, why why is he not getting the ball more? Uh, yes, this defense is always gonna keep them in games, but like this is how bad the offense is. Like they they literally can barely win a game off of of at best questionable ending at best um and then a loss obviously week one when i say at best there's no way they got that timeout it's impossible i think they did i mean if if you're before the play going hey the moment he's down i'm calling a timeout keep an eye on me but when he caught the ball he immediately turned around made contact with the db Boom, there's the timeout with a second left. It might be like 0.1 of a second, but that's a second on the game clock. I mean, that's ultimately what it is. And that's all you need for a freaking field goal. And the Bears have a kicker now. Boy, do they. That kid freaking smacked the shit out of that ball. Totally. Yeah. I still don't think it, but you want to know what? I I was all for it because I had the Broncos under six wins this season. So, hey, it was good for me on my bets. So, I'll take it. (laughs) The important Um, things. The important things. Me winning money. Uh, Rams versus Saints. Uh, Drew Brees, out six to eight weeks. Thumb surgery. I think he's having it tomorrow. Uh, That sucks for the Saints. Uh, I think that the Falcons... This is where the Falcons take advantage and they get a lead on them. Um, and the Rams are now front runners to be the one seed in the NFC. Yep. Like, Gurley still looks good. I mean, again, he's not going to be 25 touch Gurley anymore. He's going to be 15 to 18, and they're fine with it. Jared Goff making throws. Yeah. He looked good. So, again, I was all for Jared Goff this offseason, looking good. Yeah, I mean, I was as well. I said he's only going to improve this year. There's no way his stats are going to be lower. Um, if you were to go through a list of every single one of his stats from last year and say they were going to be lower, jackass. I mean, just idiot, right? Totally. How could you? Watching him play yesterday. Yeah. Or excuse me, on Sunday. I mean, even the short throws were right on the money, and then the deep balls were perfect. That yeah. throw that he had to Cooks on the left side, holy shit. I thought he overthrew him. Yeah. Nope. That's yeah. what a breadbasket throw looks like. You put a fucking trash can right there, and that bitch has landed right, and you swoosh in a trash can. Because that's exactly what that throw was. And damn, he looks good. He does. He and looks I really good. I can't believe that I'm the jackass and the idiot that said every single one of his stats are going <laughs> to be lower heading into the year. But that's what I get. Maybe I am right. Maybe something drastic just changes. Maybe he gets hurt. Then I'm right. I don't yeah, wish that true. upon him, but that would make me right. Like what? I, said, I don't wish that upon him because that Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the Rams going to be pretty damn good. It would be very fun. Absolutely. Uh, 
for the Saints going to Teddy B, I'm very interested to see what happens. Obviously, he didn't look good yesterday, but it's also hard to come in in the second quarter of a game on the road, not getting all the practice reps. That is a difficult thing to do. So against a hyped-up Rams team, like this game had a lot of emotion. So uh, I'm interested to see what happens when he gets a full week. Playing that Bucks defense. Oh, excuse me. Bucks defense that now has had 10 days of rest. So we'll see how it goes. Um, real quick about that game next week. Barrett, I forgot to mention this, looked very impressive for the Bucks. Their defensive end. I don't I cannot remember his first time and I hate it. Shaquille Barrett, is that right? Yes. Yes. Very impressive Thursday night. Did not get the recognition Dude. that he deserves. Guy from the Broncos. No. Wait, no? yes, from the Broncos, yes. went to the Bucks. Excuse me. Yes. I was like, wait, no, he's yes. on the Bucks. I just said that. Yes. I'm on page with you now. Um, yeah. that's pretty much it. So I'm excited for that preview against the Saints. Uh, let's enter into our last game of the week here before the one that we get to that is currently taking place for Monday Night Football, the Eagles and the Falcons. Uh, this was a game of injuries for the Eagles and the Carson Wentz game of getting the shit kicked out of him, but still finding a way to get his team into the game. Um, Nelson Aguilar had a big drop that would, I think, been for a touchdown to eventually come back and put them in range to win the game. Um, that last play call that they had on fourth down, I wasn't a fan of it. I don't know why you're calling a play that puts the the ball right at the first down marker. Like you need to scheme up some movement. Like you need to separate guys. You can't have them running and stopping. I felt like that was a poor decision by Peterson there. If he is the one calling plays, but man, Carson Wentz brought the Eagles back time and time again. But Matt Ryan and Julio Jones are on a different level this year. They are on a different fucking level, and Matt Ryan is on a tear. He is a top 10 quarterback. I disagreed with you on our last episode and said it might have been Matthew Stafford. I take it back. Whatever, whoever said that was a jackass. There's another jackass moment by Austin Cunningham. And Jesus Christ, I'm having a lot of them. Excuse me for the JC, a good pal of mine. Um, <laughs> but the, the Eagles, man, they took so many, they had so many injuries. It was just tough to watch. But the Falcons took advantage of it. They had some injuries themselves. But it was just a back-and-forth game early on of interceptions and then to eventually go down the end to a big screenplay, which I hate seeing games end that way. But Jake Matthews had a hell of a block and just set him free. So props to the Falcons. And like you said, they're running away with the NFC now. I mean, between them, it's going to honestly be between them, the Rams, and the Cowboys. That's the NFC right now. Agreed, 100%. And this defense is back, which is the reason why I had them go into the NFC Championship game and actually the Super Bowl is because this defense is back. Yes. For sure. Yeah, they look good. And again, yeah, a lot of a lot of injuries for the Eagles offense. Uh, they're not going to go away. Cowboys fans don't think that you got the NFC East wrapped up at this point because um, they're still going to be a threat. Uh, moving on to the game that's going on right now. This game's over. Browns are winning. They're up 23-3. to Is that correct? Uh, yep. And uh, OBJ just had a 90-yard touchdown? Um, I might have missed that, but they're right now showing the most passing yards in the first 16 games, and Baker Mayfield is there with 4,200, which is directly behind Patrick Mahomes and Andrew Luck. Well, there you go. Um, but That's a yes. very unimpressive 4,200 yards. Yeah. And it was an 89-yard touchdown by OBJ. I apologize there. Um but, it just happened yeah. or at the beginning of the game? No, it was in this third quarter. I, what? How much time's left in the game? Uh, minute 15 in the third. 
at this point? Uh, there was three minutes and 32 seconds left in the third. So, yeah, like two minutes ago. Some bitch. Some just bitch should have just looked to my left and saw it, but I didn't. Too busy talking football. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, overall in this game, uh, sucks that Darnold's not playing. I think this game would be different if he was. Um, from the first half, which I watched, um, Baker didn't look impressive. Um, I mean, his, his numbers are looking different now, and I don't know if it's skewed by that number, but like from what I was watching, he what he wasn't looking too impressive. Um, that defense was though. Miles My, Garrett was looking nasty, like he was getting yes. pressure over the place. So good for him there. Um, I don't know, man. I just. I don't see them being the real threat. I mean, now that Big Ben's out, I think that they're a lock for, at worst, second in the AFC North. But I just don't see this team threatening the Ravens. I could be wrong, but I just not don't see right, it right. Not right. Not at this point, anyways, right? But with the the Steelers, I'm not counting them out. I mean, they just added Minka Fitzpatrick. That's a definite game changer for their defense. And honestly, might be a piece that they're missing. Because their defensive line is there. They're okay at linebacker. And secondary has been the issue. You might have just fixed that. Yeah. And that might help your offense. That might help Mason Rudolph, who I just said a little bit ago, could potentially be the future of that franchise. And I kind of believe it. Because he brought a, a different atmosphere or sparked the electrician for that team that really got them going that second half. Yes, they still lose. But one interception that wasn't his fault. Monte Cree, or excuse me, uh, Dante Moncrief, no idea how he's still on the team by the end of the week. I mean, Butterfingers, dude. Looks dude, awful. Absolutely awful. He's st- he is a theft, man. He a thief. He steals money from NFL teams. He stole $12 million from the Jags last year for nothing. It's unbelievable. Did you see yeah, who else they're bringing in right now for a uh-uh. tryout? Michael Vick. Nuh-uh. Yeah, I swear to God. What? Why? They don't have a backup quarterback. Guess not. Damn. <laughs> they traded, they traded they, Dobbs. They traded yeah. Josh Dobbs to the Jags. Like, <laughs> they literally don't have anybody. So, Yikes. <laughs> uh, uh. All right. Other news. Do you have anything else? Do you want to talk about anything else before I get to my, my little segment here? No, nothing. Please go. Okay. Jalen Ramsey asked for a trade. Everybody knows it at this point. I legit started getting hit up on Twitter, and I thought it was something else. Like, I didn't know, like, what it was. Um, Actually, so when I saw the first tweet uh, on my phone, I was like, are people retweeting, like, the end of the Jags game yesterday? Because, like, the tweets, like, looked very similar. I'm like, that's weird. And then I logged on, and I saw it, and I was like, what the fuck? This this is my nightmare. And so, basically, I have one, like, the immediately what I thought for the Jaguars front office is, this is, this is my thought. Oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm putting cases on all you bitches. That's what I thought. <laughs> Fuck this front office. This front office, this coaching staff. Fuck all of you, okay? Fuck each and every one of you. You should have been fired last year. 
How you guys still have jobs, I don't know. Tom Coughlin, he's the Grim Reaper that just wants to fucking kill the city of Jacksonville. I, what he has done with this team in the last two years is unbelievable. Like, I give Caldwell a lot of shit, but what he was actually building actually was working. It was actually working. And then Coughlin comes in and he goes, well, I know what? I believe in this Blake Bortles guy. Wanna know what we need to do? We need to run the ball. Let's grab Leonard Fournette. When Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes are still on the table to draft. You married yourself to Blake Bortles. You pick a shit running back at number four. Next year, you take Taven Bryan, who yesterday had his first good game in his entire career. Doug Marone is here for two reasons. One, to have a disciplined team. This team is anything but disciplined. Two, because he's an offensive line coach. They should have the best offensive line. Their offensive line is fucking garbage. The amount of holding penalties and just not being able to open up holes in the run game is unbelievable to me. I speak for every Jaguars fan. You fire every coach, every last one of them tonight. And you let Jalen Ramsey call the plays. I don't give a fuck what you do. Let somebody in the fans do it. Like, I, let them. I don't care. Um, you're either on a player's side or you're on the front office side. That's kind of where you're at here. I don't believe this front office is in the right here. If, the, if I thought a player was in the wrong, I would admit it. I don't think he is. Jalen Ramsey lost his shit during the game. I don't think that that's... Totally professional. I think he probably could have handled it better. But at the same time, he's shutting somebody down, and then you switch shit up like that, and you hurt the team's chance of winning. Yeah, I'm going to be upset when I'm doing my job and I'm doing it very well, and you basically take that away from me. So do I think the Jaguars trade Jalen Ramsey? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, a lot of reports are that it happens this week. I don't believe it's going to be this week. They play on Thursday night. I think he's going to be playing in the Jaguars uniform. I think they're going to be going out. I think it's going to be hard to trade him during this season, unless somebody offers them like a King's ransom. Like, I think they're going to be very particular in what they want. Uh, chiefs fans, like you guys can just shut your mouth. They're not trading him to the chiefs. Like they're not like they, they will not like he, Coughlin is very old school in the sense that he will make sure it's to an NFC team. Really? Yeah. Unless There's no way he goes to the Chiefs for a first and a second. No. No. So he's going to go to the fucking 49ers. If I had to guess, them, yeah, yeah. Oh, the the sad part is now that the Minka deal is done. I was like, hey, if you're going to trade, get one of those first rounders that uh, the Dolphins have and Minka Fitzpatrick and <laughs> and let them have uh, Ramsey and Howard as the two cornerbacks. Um, but uh, now that Minka's gone. So, but I don't know. I, I couldn't even tell you what I'd want because I don't, I want Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> That's what I want. So I couldn't even tell you like what I would want. It would have to be two first rounders for me to actually, and not like picks twenty seven through thirty two. Like somebody that like has mid round first first rounders. Like that's what it would take for me to not lose my shit. 
or very, very good players in the sense of like how we were talking about with the Chargers with like a Hayward and a Gordon and a early or and their first round pick, which is obviously way too much. Like they would never do that. But like that's what it would take for me to be okay with this. Damn. It's going to be interesting, that's for sure. It is, for sure. I, I don't blame him for one bit. Like, honestly, I don't. And I'm so over this, like, front office and coaching staff. Like, I, I like, don't even want to root for the Jags anymore at this point. Like, it's very, it's very hard to, it's very hard to root for them. Like, they don't do anything good to show that they're trying to win. Like, they don't. They never do. Like, they had, they've had one good year in the last, like, 20 years. And that's it. Like, them falling into that good year kind of just screwed them in a sense because I, I felt like they got cocky, like they could do anything and be okay. Um, I just don't – the way they're building the team, I just don't really like it. Um, but, like, even if you get first-rounders this year, what are you going to do? Like, you're going to be looking for a stud cornerback. Like, that's what you're going to be looking for. Like you're not you're not gonna move on from Nick Foles for a quarterback. You have to pay him thirty million dollars next year. So what are you gonna do? Like running back, they're gonna stick to their guns and stick with Leonard Fournette, even though he averages like two point nine yards per carry in his entire career. So what I'm getting at is it's hard to be a Jags fan right now. I mean the Chiefs got plenty of room on their wagon, bro. Hop on. I'm not gonna do that. I would I honestly could say I would never do that. You would never be a Chiefs fan. Uh, if they traded for, if they got Jalen Ramsey, I would consider it. That's one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Honestly, I may go with Jalen Ramsey wherever he goes. Wow. Like I, that's how over I am this front office. Like I'm so done with it. Like it's not even. Like it's not fun. Like, the point of this is supposed to be fun. And I'm not saying, like, my team has to win all the time, but they have to show that they're fucking trying to win, and they're not. This front office is not just showing anything. Like, they're they're not even remotely interested in winning. They're not. So, they just went and signed for a fucking quarterback. They're showing no signs of winning. They're not, though. Like, they're, they're playing hardball with their two best defense, their two best players on their team. Jalen Ramsey and Yanni Kangakwe, they won't pay him. How how is that showing anything like they want to win? That that's a good point. And I hate that teams do that. Like I literally hate that teams are going, hey, you're best player. Let's try and get a discount so we can add other guys. No, fuck that. Pay them. Yeah. Exactly. So we'll see. I don't know. Like my opinion is fuck the front office. Fuck them. Like Jackson Jacksonville. Do your thing. Fans, you're all upset. Good. Be upset. Ramsey, ask for a trade. I don't blame you. That's what I meant. Well, can't wait to see how that goes. That's for sure. Yeah. Me and Denzel Washington are going to go fucking watch a movie now. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Anything else that we need to talk on or talk upon? No, but I think we're good. This, This felt like a long episode. I don't know how long we're in, but I feel like this is long. It might be. You you're pretty upset. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. That's all I got. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. We appreciate you for listening. Um this next episode, 
go ahead and ask us some questions. Um, if you've listened this far, you definitely care about us, and we appreciate that. So any questions that you may have, please ask us, and we will make sure to answer them on the next episode. We also have a couple new things that we're going to be doing on social, so keep an eye out for that. Um, really not too much to announce. Uh, we just have a couple things that we want to do on social to be more engaging with you guys and just kind of build more of a presence. So be awesome. Uh, retweet that stuff, comment on it, get it out there. Let's get some more listeners because that builds up the tacos, and we love tacos here. Um, Taco Tuesday for y'all. But other than that, um, we pretty much have been doing what we always do, and that's been talking football. Oh, uh-huh.